0: Nathan and Taryn Dirks wondered what God had in store for them when they arrived in Botswana without the paperwork to be there. But during a church service, they both received a vision at the same time. Wondering what to do with this message, they opened their hearts and ears to listen for affirmation. Soon they learned that their local church friends in Botswana had a similar vision. Three years later, a vulnerable neighbourhood is being transformed into a safe place. A recreation park has been built. The Pula Sports Development Association has been born and they have met the president of Botswana. Hi, my name is Dan Dick and welcome to Church Matters. Today we're bringing you a conversation that's more like a radio documentary than a live interview. Nathan and Taryn Dirks are originally from the Niagara region of southern Ontario, now living and serving the church in Botswana. They are eager to share their story of healing and hope for vulnerable children and youth where they live in the capital city, of Habaroni, In this opening clip, they refer to Zaire, which later became the DRC, or Democratic Republic of Congo.
1: Taryn and I have been uh, in Botswana with Mennonite Church Canada for about four years now. We were first invited to come out here by Mennonite Church Canada, um, as they knew that I'd lived here in the past as a child when my parents had been serving here. And we're here with our son Malachi, who's just over a year old.
2: For me, the draw was to be able to enter into the narrative of Nathan's family of serving, and I was excited, uh, a little nervous, but um, ultimately just being able to enter into the story of Botswana and uh, see what it was all about.
0: As they became acquainted with the community, they noticed an overgrown and run-down park near their home, a park Nathan played in as a child growing up in Haberonee. They learned about one park in particular that attracted criminal activity and even child abductions.
2: We first learned about the abandoned park when we noticed a park in our own neighborhood that Nathan used to play in and it was just very worn down. The grass was high, it was just not used and it was really sad. Um, once we saw this one park and began dreaming about it, and we s- started noticing a lot of other green spaces around Botswana and Haperone, um were in the same state.
1: Uh, when we approached city council and we just asked if there was an opportunity for us to, to do something with it, um, and city council came back to us and they said, well, there's actually, uh, in particular, I mean, just, just around the corner from our house, a little bit further away, uh, a park in a neighborhood called Bontleng, um, which had been, you know, in a rough area, uh, in a place where there's a number of sort of well-known bars. It was an area kind of known for um, just to be a bit of a, a, a crime-ridden area. There had been stabbings, there had been robberies, there had even been child abductions. And city council suggested that we that we use that park as a, as a place to just sort of develop a um, something for the community and that that becomes sort of our area of focus. And it was just a real blessing to be given that land to, to do um, whatever it was that um, we were given the vision for. And uh, we just realized that um, just that was a very spiritually dark place, it was literally dark. Uh, at night people were just there and they were scared to walk through it because of the crime that would, would happen. It, it was supposed to be a place for children and it was supposed to be a good place for the community and instead it was the opposite and it was a place of fear. And when we went into there, and, and as God was giving us these sort of visions about what to, to be doing with it, um, we, were also, we also were, were given and blessed with uh, people who really came forward with the, the same vision as God was giving us. And they were from the local community, and they came to us and, and were sharing things with us that, that resonated before we even said anything to them. And it was just an amazing opportunity uh, that we began to realize that God was really in.
0: Nathan and Taryn reference visions. They don't use the word in only the sense of envisioning a different future, but real visions from God.
2: When we first came to Botswana in 2012, our permits were rejected. Uh, so we weren't actually sure if we were going to be allowed to stay in the country. So for about six months, we were here illegal, <laughs> illegally, uh, just praying and hoping and, and just spending a lot of time with God trying to figure out what we were supposed to be doing. Um, during one of the services at a local AIC church uh, called St. Michael's, um, I had the strong sense of a community center, a place where the community would come together as an alternative to the bars and, um, and other things that might not be as healthy for young people uh, to be involved with. Basically, a place that could be an alternative, uh, a place of peace and a place of Togetherness, building each other up.
1: And so, sort of in the middle of one of these church services, Taryn actually leaned over to me and said, "Hey, I've had this um, this sort of vision of um, something that we could be pursuing, and I don't know what it's all about, and who knows if we're even going to be able to stay here in the country. But but this is what I'm what I'm seeing. And the cool thing was when she said that to me, uh, literally even at that moment, and leading up to that moment." Uh, I'd had a very, I'd had the same vision. God had just been saying similar things about, uh, about the kind of work that we could be doing, which was interesting because it didn't seem to be relevant to what uh, we were planning to be doing and and what we had been called to be doing in Botswana. And it's and so we we just heard that vision and we just sort of kind of affirmed it in each other. And uh, as the months went on and after our permits were accepted and as we continued with the work that we knew that we would be doing with Bible teaching and serving in the prisons and things like that. We also continued on the side to pursue this vision. And one of the things that we had said to God was, please, if this is something that's from you, please show us and affirm this by showing that this is something that's actually for this local community and show us, please by bringing people from the local community where we're not having to try to say, this is what we want to do. We're Canadians here to do this, but rather have people come to us and help us to affirm the vision that they already had and that was exactly what God did and we were very blessed in that regard uh, our friend Wame who's, who's now a good friend of ours his name's Wame uh, came to us at one point when we were um, looking around in the in the community and trying to to start to to work on this project and he actually came to us and before we had a chance to say anything he said hi my name's Wame and I notice you guys are you know around here and I just want to share something with you about something that I've been feeling and something that's on my heart. And it was the exact vision that God had given us about cleaning up these spaces and turning them into places of peace, as Taryn um, had, had also been dreaming about. And from there, we also met other people who came and had the exact same vision and had been working on it for years. And some of the things that they were having trouble with were the things that we were able to come in with, with the, and the, the sort of the, the abilities and skills and just things that God had blessed us with We were able to plug in with what they were already doing and it was able to just move forward. And that encouragement was exactly what we needed at that time to know that this is what God had for us. And that really helped us to be able to to know that this was something that God was in and to know that this was something that was really local, sustainable and something that we can invest our time in.
0: Getting people to buy into a vision is the most difficult phase when you're working toward a dream. You need a compelling yet concrete vision people have to imagine themselves as part of the story. And when the president of the country, Ian Kama, offers to help volunteer to paint and plant a baobab tree, well, that's concrete.
1: As is often the case, and I think in a lot of places in the world, it's, it's very hard to help people to catch a vision of what you are trying to do when it's something that hasn't been done before. And then it's no different here in Botswana. And so when we first were starting to do this with our um, with our teammates here locally, It was very hard to get people to sort of buy in and literally to buy in for local businesses to want to be able to invest uh, with their corporate social responsibility money. And so with this this open space that we had that was just run down with jagged metal and garbage and just very run down space, it was hard to sort of be there and to tell people what we were hoping to do because all they could see was the state of it at that time. Um, but now, uh, a, a few years later, what we have is a beautiful park that's got uh, a playground with a jungle gym. It's got a sports court for, for five-a-side uh, soccer, basketball, and netball. It's got environmentally friendly um, elements to the whole thing. It's, it's just completely off the grid. It's got bio toilets that aren't connected to the sewage lines, it's got solar power that powers. A Wi-Fi router that's free for the community to receive Wi-Fi and for them to be able to plug into USB ports and charge their phones. It's off of the water lines as well because it just collects rainwater off of the court in a, in a large underground cistern, uh, as well as permacultural landscaping across the whole site to, to retain all of the water um, that they possibly can in this sort of drought ridden part of the country. and. One of the amazing things was just the way that Mennonite Church Canada helped to be able to make this possible. Because when people were not catching this vision here, and it was just very discouraging, Mennonite Church Canada just was approaching us and saying, "Hey, we hear some of the stuff that you're, you've been talking about. Um, if we just sort of put this out to our, our church communities in Canada, and we we start to support you, is that something that would be helpful?" And through things such as the ride for refuge, through individual donations, through congregational donations and things like Sunday that, school donations. Sunday school donations, children just putting in their $1 coins and their toonies and just, um, there was enough money that was raised to be able to get the ball rolling here, um, on site for some of the first things where businesses would start to be like, Oh, I, be, I can, I can sort of see what you're trying to do. Yeah. I think I would like to join in with you. And Mennonite church, Canada, um, through all of those things, uh, really helped to get this started. And at times when things seemed to be stalled, Again, Mennonite Church Canada really helped to propel it forward to the point where at this point, most of the funding has really come from local businesses here who do have the money for it. They just needed the help to catch the vision. And it was amazing that our our wonderful congregations back home were just able to catch that vision from home and just so joyfully support it and just made it possible for us to do um, at this end. It's been a real blessing for us.
2: It was a really cool opportunity as well because the Office of, of the President was actually um, told about our project through a principal at a local school. And so they approached us and we, they did this President's Day. And he came and he helped volunteer on, on site and by painting signs. Um, by planting a baobab, um, helping with one of the huts, and just actually being able to be involved in the project there. And that was a huge uplifting uh, moment for the community as well, where the president came to Sometimes a forgotten part of the city um, to be able to improve and just to shed light and just to to be able to encourage people just by his presence being there. Um, so we have been very fortunate, um, especially with the the uh, pres with the uh, the president coming and uh, visiting us there as well.
1: At this point, the the response is overwhelming, and we just really have people approaching us from the the private business sectors. Uh, from the government, just from different parts of the country, different parts of our community, asking about how they can contribute to this project, how we can come and do more projects in other parts of the country. And it's just really grown to to a place where, you know, we've been knocking on doors and just really asking people to be a part of it. To at this point, people are coming and knocking on our doors uh, of ourselves and our teammates here in Botswana, and just saying, can we be a part of this? We love what you're doing, this is new, this is fresh, and, and there's so much that we could do with this. And it's just amazing to sort of see that turnaround and we, we, we feel very fortunate.
0: As the project took off, they couldn't keep up with all the inquiries. So the team they were working with created the Pula Sports Development Association. Pula means blessing in the local language. Hula aims to help other towns and neighbourhoods develop similar recreational facilities for vulnerable youth. The Bont Leng Recreation Facility will officially open at the end of September 2016. On October 1st, you can be part of a similar success story in international ministry and help to transform the lives of vulnerable people. Join a Mennonite Church Canada team and ride for refuge, or sponsor a rider. Everything you need to know, including an inspirational video about the Dirk's now-completed project, can be found at MennoniteChurch.ca. Join me again in just four weeks for another episode of Church Matters. We're here for you at 8.45 a.m. on the third Sunday of every month. We love to hear from our listeners, whether it's by email, phone, or snail mail. Tell us what's on your mind via Matters at MennoniteChurch.ca or mail us at 600 Shaftesbury Boulevard Winnipeg, Manitoba, R3P 0M4. We're also delighted to receive your phone calls and always appreciate your financial support for this program and Mennonite Church Canada Ministries at 1-866-888-6785 or via the donate link at mennonitechurch.ca. I'm your host, Dan Dick. Know that you are called, equipped, and sent to be the church in the world today. Thanks for listening.